one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Vegan Food and Living's Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Molly Pickering. Each week, we discuss the latest vegan news, taste test the newest vegan products, and speak to some of the leading names in veganism about everything from nutrition, immunity, and weight loss to recipe ideas and alternative proteins. We also answer your questions each week, so don't forget to email us at simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first birthday party. (laughs) I was going to play like, happy birthday to you. (laughs) But I wasn't sure on like, you know, I didn't want to get sued. We've made it for Uh, a year without getting sued. So I thought maybe I'll just sing it instead. But that's you know what? I was going to sing, but then I realized it's not worth putting the listeners through my voice. (laughs) Even happy birthday, when I sing happy birthday, I get so cringed out at myself. When I was younger, I used to mime it because I just couldn't stand myself singing it. (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. I'm sure your voice isn't that bad. No, it is. (laughs) Um, So today we are celebrating our first birthday, the first birthday of the Simply Vegan podcast. Our first episode went live on the, I think it was the 12th of October 2020 in the middle of a pandemic my company asked me to kind of do like a pilot when I was on furlough um, after Simply Vegan magazine closed. So I did the pilot and for some reason they decided to go with it. I think like the the bosses must have been extremely drunk that day because they agreed. (laughs) They just love you. They just love you. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They somehow agreed that it would be a good idea to let me do a podcast. So 
um yeah we've made it through a year and it's been absolutely just just fantastic I just feel so honored to work on this podcast and the people I've spoken to are just so inspirational we're going to go through like some of our favorites aren't we Molly yeah obviously you joined in April before that we had Gabs who's now um got her lovely little boy at home so yeah we've both got a little glass of Prosecco haven't we what 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 are you drinking Moles (laughs) <laughs> um I want to do like a virtual cheers but I, I was gonna like flick the glass to see oh that yeah cheers <laughs> that's good I like it that come through I don't think so cheers Holly um, cheers Holly <laughs> I am drinking so I ran up to Sainsbury's on my lunch break this is fancy let me tell you um Valdo um Marka Oro Prosecco it's all in Italian I don't know what it says it must be Um, fancy because like you can hardly even pronounce it I think it is vegan there's a really good website for drinks um for checking Mm. drinks because if if you're listening and you're not sure why on earth Prosecco or wine wouldn't be vegan um they use like fish I think it's bladders isn't it to yeah, it's insane. We talk about this on my first episode, I believe. Oh, I did think we, we? We spoke about vegan drinks. Oh, <laughs> we, we had each other's number down then, even when we, we first had it then. <laughs> we had it then. I th- and honestly, I'm so bad for it. So I need like, I think they have an app as well. So I need it in my phone just to check. But when I'm on nights out, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I know. Sometimes you forget, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But check out Barnivore and it just uh, lets you know what, because some like wines and stuff contain traces of milk and things. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's insane. I'm just there, um, innocent me thinking there's just lovely fresh grapes. Yeah. Food. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, like I was saying, you know, they use the fish bladders to clarify things. Anyway, we're at a birthday party. Let's not talk about yes. that. Um, no. So I'm drinking an organic rosé prosecco from Aldi, and Ooh. yeah, so I I love this one. Um, and it used to be seven ninety nine. They've snuck the price up to I think it's eight forty nine now. Which is how dare they? I know it's like when you go into the eights, it's a bit like, oh, that's a bit pricey. I know it is, isn't it? But when you think about it, it's like, what was that? 40p. But in my head, I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. But anyway, it's um, it's a really nice one and it's organic. So you don't mind paying a bit more and it's marked vegan. So, yeah, if you're listening, give that a go. Um, so shall we start off with our favorite taste test? Because we've done a lot of eating, haven't we? I mean, a lot of eating over the last year. Since I joined, I have had to, not had to, I'm being a bit dramatic, but I've definitely had to start doing a lot of workouts because I have been in a dream of cakes and vegan (laughs) chocolate and everything else. And I've just, I'm in love with it, but oh my gosh. So what what were your favourite things that you have tasted over the last, well, you've obviously joined in April, so since then... Well, since, well, the first episode was in July. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It literally feels like months ago, doesn't it? It does. I feel like I've known you forever. There's been so much and I really struggled trying to narrow it down. And these choices probably sound, well, no, they make sense in my head. But we'll go with the first one. So my first one, my first favourite one was the Sackler tartar sauce and horseradish. It honestly filled me with so much joy did I tell 
did I tell you I took it out? I took the tartar sauce out with me to a restaurant because what? I wanted to try it so bad. Honestly, <laughs> I was so I love tartar sauce so much. Like smother me in tartar sauce. I love it. Um, and this was revolutionary for me. So I feel like this changed me as a person. I'm not being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Like the sign of a good product is when you know when you're taste testing it is when you go out and buy it again because some things yeah. taste really great but actually you're not really missing it in your life perhaps but those those sauces the tartar and horseradish were kind of yeah filling a gap Honestly, yeah. they have I've never had a roast without that horseradish now yeah it's same incredible. here yeah what it's- was your other one I feel like there's just no contest. And it was delivered on my birth, well, the day before my birthday, the Lola's Cupcakes. Oh. I, think, I think about them to this day. <laughs> um, my favourite taste tests have to be, so I sort of sat there and thought about, you know, like you, what, what could I not stop thinking about after mm. I ate it? And it definitely has to be the palace culture cheese that we had before Christmas. So nut cheeses like artisan cheeses so they're not your bog standard kind of bit great a bit of cheddar over your pasta the other thing that I tried that I I have continued to eat (laughs) was the no salt beef pretzel roll from Marks and Spencer oh my god have you had this like if I die I want this served at the buffet (laughs) honest to god what how how have they done it what is it and I I know it's so yummy I really really like that one right let's have a top up before we go on to our favorite episodes I'm gonna be (laughs) gay cheers so let's start at the beginning so episode one um I interviewed Derek Sarno who is he runs uh, Wicked Healthy, Wicked Kitchen at Tesco. Everything. He's, yeah, he he runs the, the world, basically, of veganism. My world. <laughs> <laughs> He's so amazing. And I was so embarrassed because I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I really, yeah, I, I really cringe when um, I listen back to episode one. But he was just lovely. And, he, yeah, he's just such a nice guy. And he kind of humoured my terrible interviewing skills um but yeah he's d- done so much for veganism and when you walk into tesco and, and like he says in the in, in the interview um you know they used to have like a falafel wrap yeah and that, that was it and now every shelf you know is just covered with the wicker kitchen ranges and the plant chef and he's just they've yeah. got a beer yeah. coming out have they I think, I think it might already be out wow yeah it's just mm. am- amazing he's he's so lovely what we what I'm most proud of is inspiring the competition, so everybody gets off their ass, and starts making more vegan food. And what you what you see out there is a bunch of meat meat advisors and corporations that have to do it because they have to compete, and it's really prompted the whole movement just so fast. It's so yeah. exponential right now, right? It's just blowing up. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It really is. But episode nine of series one, I spoke to Colin Campbell, Colin T. Campbell. Um, he's a scientist uh, who specializes in the effect of nutrition on health. He basically grew up on a dairy farm, but through his research, he kind of started to see how meat and specifically dairy was causing cancer. Oh, my um, gosh. Have a listen to what Colin T. Campbell had to say. 
turn cancer on and off just by dietary means, by nutritional means, I should say. And there's more specifically, even we can turn cancer on by giving them milk protein. Right. You know, coming from the dairy farm, I found that found, found that challenging. Yeah. But we could turn on the milk protein, and we could decrease it or replace it with plant protein. That was the big finding. We could turn cancer on and off. That in turn led to another sort of kind of uh, shattering idea for the system, namely uh, cancer. I believe, in fact, I'm convinced of that. Our data show that cancer is a nutritional disease. It's not a genetic disease. That's a big, big, uh, that's kind of a momentous kind of idea because the entire cancer industry is founded on the idea and is sustained on the idea that cancer is a genetic disease. And people in the cancer community will put that, they'll say that straight up. It's a genetic disease. It depends on what genes we have. It depends on what what uh, mutations we may have of the genes we have, that sort of thing. When in reality, uh, we can take nutrition and control the expression of those genes. That's what we like to say in science. And, and so that makes nutrition as the prime mover uh, and controller of whether or not cancer occurs. That in turn then extends to other diseases as well, because all diseases really start with genes. Episode three of series two, I spoke to Bosch. They were really good fun. Um, most people have heard of them now. They they spoke about growing their brand through social media and changing changing people's attitude by just having f- fun and cooking great food. Yeah, so Bosch are like the first people that kind of like introduced me into veganism and kind of like um, through their cookbooks. I think their cookbooks are so accessible. I Especially the easy vegan one, or is it quick vegan? One of those. Um, delicious food and like loads of different types of cuisines and you know types of meals and stuff and I think they just have fun with it like you said um what's funny as well I the big vegan camp out that happened this year um <laughs> they do a oh they did sorry a DJ set and they did like a jungle and DMV set <gasps> and it was so funny in my head I was just like what <laughs> veganism and jungle Oh my together. god! I love that. Do you know what? I let you in a seat on a secret. Drum and bass is my favourite music. Oh, Harley, why are we not married? I don't know. Let's move in together and just party with vegan snacks and oh. uh, drum and bass all night long. Drum and bass all night. Long. I do go to bed at ten though. Yeah, same. We'll do daytime raving. Anyway, yeah, have, a listen, have a listen to what Bosch had to say. But how it all began was, um, so Ian went vegan, was it about six years ago? Mate? It, yeah, it was probably, it will be six years on the 1st of March. Right, cool. So nearly six, six years ago, and Ian was on a, a January challenge, as he is now. And, um, and so he was testing out veganism, vegetarianism, just to put himself through the paces, really. And I mocked him, thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> But then my kind of environmental streak was awoken when he showed me Cowspiracy and we watched that together and I realised just how much greenhouse emissions are given off by animal agriculture. So I went vegan then overnight. It was probably about a month after Ian for environmental reasons. I felt fantastic. You felt fantastic. We both were really pleased by the obvious immediate health benefits that we experienced and then we started to learn more about animal cruelty and what was going on in factory farms. And we were appalled 
I, I would say it's probably an, an awakening mm. that you go through and you, you can never unlearn that. You can never go back. So that's when we decided we wanted to make it our, our life's purpose to share how easy it was to go vegan and why people should go vegan with the world. Um, we went through a few different iterations of what we should do. Ian was going to work on a cafe back in Sheffield where we're from. And I was thinking about doing vegan ready meals. But in the end, we just, we decided to stick with what we knew, which was we were pretty good at cooking and we were pretty good at making videos. And it seemed like videos on social media were starting to kick off. Mm-hmm. So that's where we decided to build a business. So what's been one of your favourite episodes? So there's been so many. I think the one that is stuck out most in my brain um, the week before I joined, actually, um, you had a chat with Dene Moore. I think it was series three, episode 11, did you say? Yeah. Um, I remember listening to it and I was just getting so inspired by what she said. She's so passionate about what she does and her cooking. And I think her heritage, I think Jamaican and Caribbean, I think she is so in tune with vegetables and produce and stuff. And I think I was just listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, we're so out of touch with, you know, what we eat in and when we're eating stuff. And I think it really inspired me. Even now, like I still think about like what she said and kind of really focus on getting seasonal organic um, veg because it's, you know, it's not only better for us, but it's just better for the planet all over um yeah I think she was amazing yeah she was great she really inspired me to sort of mix up my cooking a bit and yeah. kind of uh get get into Jamaican food a bit more so let's come to yeah you. I always loved cooking um before going vegan but I found when I went vegan I kind of like had to search for the flavors and the ingredients that were gonna you know for me to be able to eat the things that I use or dishes that I used to to eat. And I think coming from um, a Jamaican background, um, that was something that instantly I was like, oh my God, like, how do I make like these things that, you know, I, I, I am really like, it's something that's a part of me. Like I crave those Jamaican flavors. Um, and it's really funny because it is really easy if you think about it like all spices and herbs are you know plants so that's kind of using those spices the using the fresh kind of flavors the thyme and the scotch bonnet and you know pimento stuff like that that are those are the flavors that sing like with jack chicken you know jack chicken wouldn't taste like jack chicken without those spices so in theory you can carry those things you're not going to miss out because you know all of those things are plants and I think that's what people don't really connect as well they kind of think oh god I'm going to miss out on all the flavors like you can still like you know if if you're craving like any cuisine Italian food you know the basil the tomatoes the you know all of those the olive oil like all of those things are like plants like yeah um so I think that was an amazing realization and just kind of just exploring using a lot more ingredients in different ways than I probably wouldn't have before. Episode 13 of series three, I spoke to Danny Hatchard and he Mm. was an actor in EastEnders. He stands out for me just because he's just keeping it real and he's a cockney boy and he was just a bit of fun, um, but had lots to say and lots of passion about veganism. 
Um, yeah. I kind of didn't care what people think, which is quite refreshing because, you know, we're all sort of worried, aren't we, about coming across as judgmental vegans or yeah. whatever. Um, and he, yeah, he was just great to chat to and, and it, a bit of a laugh. Uh, to be honest with you, I've just got to a point in my life now where, like, I don't ask so much. I don't consider myself a diva, but I do have, uh, you know, I live by the vegan lifestyle. Um, and I don't like to call it a diet because I don't not eat meat because it's a dietary choice. I do it yeah. because it's a lifestyle. And um, so therefore, you know, I'm, I'm quite firm about it, you know, and, and, and I quite often express the fact that I'm, pissed off <laughs> I don't know sorry if y'all can swear on this but <laughs> that's all right. I need a, it's the only way I can really explain how I felt you know yeah. and um and uh yeah some people don't understand it and I don't I don't expect them to but you know I I, I I made my position very clear before I started the job and I don't think it's much to ask for you know cooking up some lentils and some vegetables and rice I don't think is all that hard you know no not at all so um you know I don't I'm not I'm not particularly fussy I just just don't want any animal products in my food that's about it really I think my favorite episode ever has to be episode two series four which was Dr Alice Bruff um she was just amazing. Um, I can't even describe how I felt when I was listening to what she had to say. She started off as a um, pig vet in working in animal agriculture. Um, and she's since turned basically into a, a vegan activist. She's She's spoken at animal re- rebellion events. You know, I think... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe that's because one of the the biggest drivers for me is the animals. Um, although, you know, I, I feel like all the reasons to be vegan, the health, the planet, everything yeah. is, is kind of a massive driver for me. But just when I just think about these millions of animals that are going through such harrowing sort of conditions, experiences, um just just speaking to her was amazing so yeah here's what she had to say I basically wanted to be a vet since I was like this big um, and there was no other kind of career that I ever wanted to do um I'm from like a farming background so my grandfather was a livestock and arable farmer and um, very kind of rural upbringing so I kind of started working on farms like every holiday in my teens and um, between school um school terms yeah and I worked on a pig farm um when I was 18 for about six months in my gap year and that um was quite an intensive pig farm and at the time I was sort of like this surely can't be (laughs) surely can't be the normal standard um uh so I I kind of drove my career into that with the kind of overarching aim of looking at the welfare standards in pig farming right Um, and I, I then started in pig farming when I graduated and quickly realized that that farm was actually very good compared to lots of others um so yeah I did four years I started off in mixed practice so seeing all the different species and and kind of trained up on the pig side and ended up doing like four years in the pig industry um which I obviously went into kind of 
not a vegan, very much like pro-farming, pro-British farming, um, in every meal type jobby, uh, and quite quickly stopped eating pork and then quite quickly after that went vegan myself so I did another kind of two or three years as a vegan in the pig industry and it sort of just got to a point where I was like I'm not I'm not making a difference here like I've really tried yeah (laughs) Um, and yeah that was kind of I feel like I can do more from outside the industry now that I've got all the knowledge and experience So another highlight of the last year was talking to Despina Marcelou, who is a Greek nutritionist. She was amazing talking about um, veganism and immunity. So it's well Mm. worth a listen if you have like an autoimmune disease or you've, you know, struggled with like gut health, anything like that. Yeah. I mean, a, a big thing for her was giving up the dairy. Mm. Um, And that's something that comes through you know with a lot of people I've spoken to they've they've talked about giving up dairy being the real game changer um whether it's you know an athlete like Kate Kate Strong I believe um gave up dairy and increased her times people have spoken about eczema clearing up when they gave up dairy asthma being a mass yeah yourself included you know dairy seems to be the real game changer so um yeah Despina was um really knowledgeable on on immunity so have a listen foods especially in Mediterranean people is part of socializing so I couldn't imagine myself going on a whole plant-based food diet at all if you uh, ask me the same question like um, 10 years ago I would say no I could never go vegan and and uh, since the symptoms after I had thyroidectomy were not improved. And after my second pregnancy, I was also diagnosed with uh, multiple vertigos throughout the day. And the doctors went crazy on me. They were suggesting that I might have multiple sclerosis, uh, that I might uh, should take antidepressants or whatever. Yeah. I took the big step. So I went on a whole plant-based diet. Um, and I'm fantastic since then. So have you all your symptoms cleared up? Or Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Within a year. Within a year, all of my symptoms uh, disappeared. The biggest challenge for me was to quit cheese because I'm, I'm such a cheese lover. And when I said to myself, okay, you should try for a month, say no to cheese. This was the best thing I have ever done in my whole life. Wow. Uh, I start feeling myself again, if, if, if you know what I mean, if you yeah. know where I'm coming from. Because with with the Mediterranean, with the semi-vegetarian nutrition that I was following previously, I could see some improvement, improvements for sure. But I was not there exactly. I was not feeling myself in a way. And with the whole plant-based diets, I, I, I could see me. Um, I think finally, episode eight of our um, current series, Lara Pappas from ProVeg. She was brilliant because... She was talking about the environmental reasons to go vegan and how, you know, it's all about diet change, not climate change. And mm-hmm. people not discussing the, the elephant or the cow, as she referred to it, in yeah. the room. You know, one of the, the most shocking things that she said was that the politicians just aren't just they're just not talking about it. It's 
so frustrating, isn't it? And it's because everyone is so invested and everyone has a stake in the meat industry. And that's just all it boils down to. It's it's such a helpless position to be in. Um, but I think, you know, you've got people like Lara spreading awareness of it. And the more awareness there is, the more these politicians are going to look like fools. And yeah. it will backfire. Fingers crossed you know we can we can all make a change and we can all make a difference so um yeah have a listen to what Lara had to say we really need to get the message out that uh the actually it, the consumption of animal uh products is a huge contributor to the global climate crisis um this the statistics on it differ um the minimum number that is being mentioned by the FAO which is the leading authority recognized by the international community is that um, animal-based products contribute to 14.5% of of global CO2. Um, But these numbers don't take everything into account. So there's a range between 14.5% to even 50% uh, of global CO2 contributed by animal-based product, the consumption and the production of it, of course. So it's it's massive. If you really recognize these numbers, if you really think about it, it's just a massive amount. And we really, really need to reduce our intake. Um, and it's so easy because it's not as if there's no solution, right? We have plant-based alternatives. Um, they're very tasty. They're um, You can get them by now everywhere. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a mental change that we have to... Um, established together and we're challenging people with dietitian climate change to take the pledge um, and we'll help you to get there so yeah we've spoken to so many amazing people over the last year and what has really struck me is how connected we all are by our one vision for for making change and really striving towards this one goal and it's just such an important movement and I'm just so happy that it's growing and it's so encouraging as well to see you know even though we love getting all of these like new products and stuff it's so good that we are getting all of these new products because it just shows that people are investing in it and you know things are changing yeah they really are and you know we're we're all in this together so let's just keep striving for change Um, So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening over the last year. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends, subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Simply Vegan Podcast. We'll leave you with a clip from our most downloaded episode, which was Olivia Mancondo, who was speaking about weight loss. Within nine months, I lost 35 kilos of five and a half stone. Wow. Uh, my uh, body mass index went from 32 to 22. And, uh, for example, my blood sugar was at uh, 41. I was uh, at 41. And then it uh, went down to 37, which is very good. And all the chronic diseases that I've had are completely gone. Completely Gosh. gone. So uh, I've got no headaches anymore. I've got no joint pain. Uh, the chest chest pain are gone, the abscesses, everything is, are gone, and especially the high blood pressure that I've had. Uh, I, I remember uh, four months into uh, me changing, I went to my GP, and uh, when he did the test, uh, the um, blood pressure was gone, and, we, and he was really, really surprised. And <laughs> it was gone with no medication. 
because when I was first diagnosed, uh, the doctor told me that uh, I would go on medication for the rest of my life. But obviously, at that time, I didn't know everything, but uh, I just asked him uh, for how long I would take the medication for, and he told me for the rest of my life. And I said, no, 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 I can't take it. Uh, I said, uh, maybe I will try to do some um, sports and maybe the um, the blood pressure was gone. And I remember I joined a karate uh, club, but the blood pressure was still there. But it's just when I stopped eating all uh, the meat product, the dairy product, that the uh, my blood pressure was gone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.